copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Portland Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 284 regarding the holdup. Get on the lookout for two bandits. One described as tall with receding chin. Number two is short, dark complexion, heavy build. These men are armed and dangerous. And that's all. Rose and Clinton. how many thousand miles your automobile has gone, but how many thousands more is it good for? And although I don't pretend to be able to predict the future of man, I can read the fortune of your car if I know the kind of treatment you've been giving. I do say without fear of contradiction that if your car still is being pushed around on last winter's motor oil, still is wearing red flannel lubricants in the transmission and differential. It will eventually wind up on the operating table of some doctor of automotive surgery. Now is the time to put your car in perfect condition. Prepare it for the rigors of summer driving that lie ahead. And there's no better way to do that than with an overall real check lubrication job. Your neighborhood Rio Grande dealer not only has the finest of materials that money can buy, but he knows his business from A to Z and gives each automobile the exact kind of lubrication specified by the man who made it. And so I make this suggestion, friends. Don't wait until something goes wrong. Have your car Rio-checked so that nothing will go wrong. And it would be an excellent idea to have it done within the next day or two. Don't forget for every moving part of your motor, inside and out, real check. And for real power and money-saving mileage, police car performance, real Grande Crash. The gasoline preferred by those who drive the most and know the most about gasoline. The facts of tonight's program have been taken in the main from the confidential files of the police department of Portland, Oregon. It is our privilege, therefore, to welcome to Calling All Cars, Chief H.M. Nye of Portland. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a pleasure for me to be given this opportunity to speak to you as a guest of Calling All Cars. Law enforcement officers of the West know this program as one that contributes much toward the education of the public and the work the peace officer does in maintaining law and order. We are grateful for the cooperation of all agencies in the task of bringing home to the potential criminal the stupidity of embarking on a life of crime. We especially appreciate the practice of this program in presenting the work of the law enforcement officer rather than the activities of the criminal in our battle to suppress crime. Regardless of his brutality or his fancied cleverness, the lawbreaker will inevitably learn that crime cannot pay. December night, as two men stood with drawn guns, facing a trembling victim. And if you make a move, we'll shoot first and take the dough afterwards. Don't shoot me. You can have my money. Thanks, mister. Just keep your hands in the air and my partner will take it. It's all in his wallet. Okay. Now you keep him covered. I got something for him. No, no, don't be. Shut up and keep your hands in the air. 
Well, that's it. Come on, let's see if we can find some more entertainment around this town. You ought to wait for some guy to come along this alone. We're not waiting. What's the name of this guy? Now what? If she swaps, let her have it. You can take care of her. Back down. Stick your hands up, both of you. Oh, dear. Hey, what is this? You'll find out. And don't try to be funny. Don't do anything, Jim. Yeah, that's being smart. Keep your hands up, fella. You can't get away with it. We haven't any money anyway. Oh, a fresh day, huh? All this punk Scottish machine. Where's your pocketbook, lady? I don't have it with me. Don't touch her. Don't take care of her. I guess that'll take care of you too, sister. I told her to shut up. Come on, let's get going before the whole neighborhood starts the hammer. I'm an old man. I'll gladly give you my money if you just let me go without harm. All right, all right, mister. Hand over the dough and can it, Jerry. Here it is. All of it. Come on, let your father go. Wait a minute. I'm not in any hurry. Please, please, I beg of you. Let me go. I'm going right now. You're not going any place without me. How do I know the heel won't start yelling? I give you my word, I won't. Why? But there's not a house for a half a block. Oh, yeah? They couldn't hear me. You have your car, and you can be miles away before I could get to a phone. you got it all figured out, haven't you? Well, it just so happens I don't like your luck, eh? No, no, please, please just don't. make sure you keep quiet. Oh. Well, are you ready now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'd just like to take care of everything. Doing things by halves don't appeal to a guy like me. On the night of December 25th, Special Officer John T. Corcoran was making his rounds in the Lawlhurst district. Royal Court was still unpaved, and as he made his way along the slippery boardwalk, his attention was attracted by an automobile parked in the muddy street. Down went the Ginty to the bottom of the sea, and he must be pretty wet for which well. I wonder what a car be doing here, not a house and half a block. <laughs> if my flashlight will work in this liquid blessing from heaven, I'll have a look. <laughs> Empty is a house with a banshee. Now, why would they be leaving it unlocked in the bargain? An overcoat on the running board, another one in the mud. There's something screwy about this. Hey. You there in the shrubbery. What are you doing? Come on, speak up. I'm an officer. My car's stuck in the mud. Well, what are you doing on this street? Do you live here? Oh. I know you're dead in the street. I turned on my lights and I saw there was a stop. What made you drive in here without any lights? My battery's low. Go on. Well, my stop is got stuck in the mud. That's all. I'm thinking maybe it isn't all, mister. You're walking back to that car with me, and I'm keeping this light on you, so don't be trying any funny with me. You got no right to treat a citizen this way. Maybe not, but get going. Hey, what is this, anyway? You're tall, and you got a big Adam's apple instead of a chin. I'll report you to headquarters. Yeah, they'd be happy to see someone answering your description. Now, stand still while I look at this overcoat. Oh, now, what are you doing with revolver shells in this pocket? I use them for target practice. All right, mister. Hey, where's your partner? What do you mean, my partner? I mean the fellow that owns the other coat. Oh, oh, that. 
That's just a spare coat I carry in the car. Well, now, that's fine. Only I'm thinking you carry your spare partner, too. And what's more, I don't think he's so far away, so stand still while I look in your pocket. Go ahead. I hope you'll find what you're looking for. Hey!
what can I do for you, sir? You're back in there, keep your fat uh -huh. So, sure. But the boss took most of the money home, bro. I tell you to shut up. We'll find out about the dough. Don't worry, just come on, come on. Well, it's all in here. It's mostly changed. Hurry up, will you? I told you to stay in the car. But another car might come along. Now what? Get back there. I've got something to finish here. All right, but hurry. Now you. Get back in that corner. What for? You don't have to tie me up. I'm not. I'm just in a hurry, and I don't want to have to chase you all over the place. <laughs> Maybe that'll take care of you for a minute. See how you'd be very likely to remember them. It was the short one that beat you up. Yes, sir. And the tall one with no chin, and the big Adam's apple drove the car. That's right. Uh, excuse me, you asked for a record on Ray Pass? What? You mean we have one? Yes, sir. He just sixty days a couple of years ago. Stole an automobile. His brother Earl Taft got a suspended sentence. Have you got a picture of the brother? Yes, we've got pictures of both of them. Oh, wait a minute, hold everything. Hackleberry speaking. Oh, hasn't lived at that address for six months, huh? Was your brother Earl living with him? No, sir. Okay, we'll follow it up in the morning. Now, let's take a look at those pictures. That's the one. That's the one that kicked me in the shins and then slugged me. Now, wait a minute. What do you say, Paul? What's the one that was driving the car? I'm positive of it. You mean to say he was driving a car registered in his own name? Now on, I won't be surprised at anything. It's probably the brother that shot at you, Cochran. Sure it was. Yeah, look at this picture, Paul. There's a guy to beat you up, isn't it? No. No, that's not the one. Take a good look at it. Try to remember. No. No, I, I wish I could tell you it was, but I never saw this fellow before. Well, that's that. Must be three of them. There's only been two of them on every job they've pulled. Yeah, and that's something. Does me too. Well, is there anything else I can tell you? No, I'm sorry, Paul. One of the boys will take you home. You've got a mighty big help. Thanks a lot, Paul. You'll have the pleasure of identifying these babies in court soon. I sure hope so. Oh, good night. Good night. Well, might as well go too, Corker. Phillips and I are going to stay here all night if we have to. Could I ask a favor? Sure, Phillips. When you catch up with that guy that kicked my shin, I'd like to be the one to hold hands with him when we're bringing him in. Throughout the night, all hospitals in the city were watched for the wounded bandits. Anyone answering the description was brought to headquarters and questioned by the detectives. Morning found them weary and still without any tangible clue. Morning, boys. Chief sent me in your hand. Sit down, Hall. I'll let you sit here and figure angles like you've been doing all night. Yeah. We're going out for a cup of coffee. Here's a test for the judge. We'll come back to start all over again. Hey, wait a minute. What do you got? Look. While the younger brother was in here on that auto test, yeah, he was treated at the county hospital for a throat ailment. So what? That's a long chance that maybe he's been going back there for treatment. So they might have his right address? Oh, small chance. Get me to the county hospital in a hurry. You couldn't get anything from the last place they lived? No. We've had men go over the whole neighborhood this morning. Hello. This police headquarters. I want to know the last address you have on Earl Cass. That's right. Hello, Georgie. Now, who's the line? If we could nail the brother, at least he'd have somebody to work on. You think he's been working with him on the pickup? Well, he doesn't answer the description, but you can't tell. Hello? Yes? Move from Harvard Street to 381 East Davis Street. Thank you. Well, that's it, boys. 
Any mug that would be dumb enough to drive a stick-up car registered in his own name wouldn't think of a hospital having his brother's address. And I'll bet his brother's nursing him right now. Gentlemen, may I accompany you to this little party? Yeah, let's go. Your teeth are loose. 
There's hot coffee and salvation for everyone. Well, uh, are you going to preach in there tonight? Tonight? No, brother, I'm sorry. But tonight I have other things to do. I have other souls to take care of. Well, uh, there are so many that need being taken care of. I'll Here's come around. Things. I'll come around some night when you're preaching. I'd like to hear you. Thank talk. you, brother. Thank you. And now on the seat of my plot, the donuts must be divided equally. Everybody come this way. Come and get your coffee, donuts, and salvation. Did you see that guy I was talking to? Didn't well, that was Brother Ned. Well, well, so that's Brother Ned. He answers the description, all right. He'll be leaving in a few minutes. He said he knew some souls would have to be taken care of tonight. Well, if he's the right one, we'll do some saving ourselves. We'll save some people from going to the hospital. And here he comes. Oh, just a minute, Brother Ned. Oh, Brother, uh... Oh, I don't think I know you. No, I don't think you do, but you're going to, because we're all going to take a nice little trip together. Oh, I'm sorry, brothers, but I can't. Oh, I... yes, you can, brother. We're officers. Uh, police? Yes, brothers, police. Come on. Carry him, Bob. Let me go, brother. Let me go. 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 Come on, get in there. Now you can't put me in there. I've got to take care of my block. Never mind. They'll be taken care of. But if you don't get in that cell, you'll be no, taken care of. No, I'll take oh, care of Now, now that you feel at home, maybe you'll talk. Yeah. After those three stretches you did in California, you ought to feel at ease with bars around you. Now, you got me all wrong, brother. You might as well talk, because there's dozens of souls you took care of that will identify you as the guy that beat them half to death. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about, brothers. I suppose you don't know what that automatic was doing in your pocket, do you? That? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I carry that for protection. You see, some of the brethren in the mission are tough customers. You, you deny you knew Ray Taft? Brother Terry? Oh, yes, I knew him, but I haven't seen him for some time. He was one of my first converts. I'll say you converted him right into a grave. Gone? Oh. Has Brother Tash passed on to his reward? Yes, he has. And it's too bad you can't get the same reward. I'm afraid you're talking in riddles, brother. Cut that brother act. Now listen, Ned, the game's up. You've been very clever. It's well act. Just before Ray died, he confessed. He told us all about you. He... That dirty rat always was yellow. What'd you say? You heard me, coppers. That dirty rat always was yellow. I knew it. Could have worked along. Well, well. That sounds like the guy we've been looking for for a long time. Well said, Brother Ned. So you admit you worked with him on the stick-up? Sure, sure, sure. I admit it. You never would have got us if that jellyfish had learned what I tried to teach him. Yeah, the brotherly love policy. Slugs first, last, and always. Ah, nuts. I'm disgusted. All right. What do you want to know? Well, this is just idle curiosity, but uh, why did you always beat people up? Why? The same reason you guys always play poker. I got a lot of fun out of it, see? Hmm, that's an original idea. How about the religious angle? Yeah. Was that a lot of fun, too? But there. <laughs> you know, Coppers, that's a funny angle. 
Well, go ahead and tell us. I'd like to get one laugh out of this case. Well, you see, when I did my first stretch in California, I did one of the stir shows. I had the lead in the show, see? The contest had some entertainment. Did you think the lead in the show? Sure, and was I terrific. Even if I did play the part of the guy that always got at me, and the contract it. You know, I've got seven and eight curtain calls. Oh, what? This guy's really screwed. Go on, Ned. Well, after I get out the first time, I come up here to Oregon. I'm standing on Skid Road. And this guy comes along with a drum and a band and makes us feel, and it's pretty good. So, that gets me an idea. You mean you got the idea it would be a good front for you? No, no, I never even thought of that. I just figured I could join the plot and get some free handouts and maybe the layouts from some of the members. Then I could visit them when I went home. What got you into big-time stick-ups? Uh, I guess maybe I was dumb. But the guys in the mission didn't have no dough. I should have known that, I guess, but it made me sore. Yeah, I was plenty sore. So you took it out on everybody you stuck up? Sure. Sure I did. Well, what else could I do, brother? This guy's a screwball if I ever saw one. You're telling me. But I just want to clear up one angle, Ned. How about the kid brother, Ray Test? Did he work with you on any of the tickets? Nah, nah, of course not. He didn't have no nerve. Okay, Ned. That's all we wanted to know. Oh, uh, you don't mind if your audience leaves you now, do you? Without any curtain call. Uh, I'm used to the raspberries from you dumb coppers. But you know, everything is going to be all right. I've seen this through. But I've seen the light, brother. I've seen the light. Glory, hallelujah. Save it. Save it. Huh? Save it, Ned. Sorry, can't uh, wait around to hear more about this, but uh, where you're going, you'll have an appreciative audience for a long, long time. In just a moment, we will present concluding facts regarding our program. I'd like to say this before we close, friends. Whether you're going to the fair, or in search of wildflowers, or merely going about your daily tasks, there are no more congenial motoring companions in pleasure or business than wear and tear presenting real lube motor oil and powerful Rio Grande Cracks, the most highly recommended gasoline sold in the West. One bandit was dead, and another in custody as a result of the wave of crime. Brother Ned received a sentence of 20 years. He has been most forcibly taught that crime cannot take. Portland Police calling all cars, attention all cars, it sounds like the broadcast 284 regarding a holdup. Suspects in this case captured by Portland officers. That's all rules in place. Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Next week at this hour, Rio Grande will present Murder at Sunset. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.